How are you? I'm very good. How are you? I'm good. I got my towel over my head to make it sound better. Okay. On my. <laughs> can you hear me well? I can. You look beautiful. You. I was coming on the Showgirls podcast. I didn't know what to expect. You're lucky I don't have on a red lip. <laughs> oh my goodness. I am so grateful that you're coming, that you're here, and there's so much to talk about, so much. The last time I saw you was at school, I believe, and you have had this amazing career since then. Yeah, it's been a blessing. I'm so excited about all of it, the whole journey. What has been your favorite job so far? Um, oh, man, it's, it's really tough because for different reasons. Color Purple was great because it was my um, debut, um, of course, and it came at a time that I was just like needing that kind of uh, family and story and work and just all the things that happened with that. But then one of the greatest summers of my life, I think, um, was when I did rent um, in Beach Haven, New Jersey. And I, I've got some long, long lifelong friends from that, um, that journey. So that was a very incredible time, too. That's wonderful. That is wonderful. So do you want to tell the listeners of the podcast your journey, how you, where you grew, grew up and where you went to school and then the audition situation for you and how your relationships help continue your career? Sure. Um, so I'm from Chicago. Um, I like to call it the little big city because uh, it's a it's a major city, but anyway, I'll get into all of that later. Um, I moved here to New York in 20, so 2009, and it was on a whim because my friend Andrew Malone was on his way to Amden. I went to um, his going away party, and um, I just was celebrating him, and I was on my way to Columbia College. Uh, so to let you know, I was so green about this entire business I think that's why I have on green today. <laughs> but anyway, I was so green about this whole entire business. Um, I did a lot of community theater um, in Chicago, but not necessarily on the stage. I was more so in the pit doing um, background vocals for things until I met a woman named June McLean who asked me to read for one of her, um, her plays. And I was like, oh, no, June, that's not what I do. I, I sing, that's it. And she was like, here's the thing, either you sing or, I mean, either you read these sides or you can have a nice day. And I like went to the table and was like, so where do I begin? You know, like just starting. <laughs> and um, I got bit by the bug really quickly um, by being on the stage and building those relationships with people. And so to fast forward to having um, an audition for Eight Misbehaving at the Goodman Theater um, in Chicago, they saw me several times and I had the pleasure of having someone behind the table that I knew um, had did a, a community theater project with them. And he let me know, he said, they really like you. That's why they keep bringing you back. However, they keep saying that you're very green and they couldn't take the risk of having someone who hadn't had a lot of credits or experience to be on their main stage. And so he suggested that I went to school or did some more regional theater. Um, and so I just was like, okay, I'll go to school. And so I signed up for Columbia College in Chicago and I went to Andrew Malone's going away party. And he asked me in the middle of the party, he said, hey, hey, will you 
come to New York with me. I, I know you've, you've gotten accepted to Columbia College, but I just came from there and I'm on my way to this, this conservatory in New York that is that has teachers who have been in the business and things like that. And um, he's like, this is where you need to be. And, you know, to try not to stop the party, I just was like, of course, brother, I'll go anywhere with you. Just like appeasing him for the moment. And um, I don't know, I think God heard that moment and I had never heard of him, Amda. I had never seen a Broadway show, um, any of those things. And I said yes to him and I think God heard that moment of yes and just kind of opened the door for that in the algorithms as well because Facebook started sending me like things of Amda. I never even I never saw uh, um, any advertisement or anything of that nature for it, and um, I knew that you weren't going to have to fly to New York to audition, and I said yes to him. In, my, in the back of my mind, I'm like, you're never getting on a plane to go and audition for a school that you don't know if you'll get. I didn't fly to New York. Somehow, AMDA held auditions in Chicago. <laughs> and so I went to the audition and I remember my friend Tori Davis, he gave me a, um, <laughs> a song to sing. He said, sing your daddy's, uh, your daddy's son. Now, I am a girl from Chicago who grew up in the church and didn't know anything about theater. So I gave you full on gospel belting, just full out. And I remember them being behind the table, looking at me and looking like, what's happening? Like this big voice is coming at us. And that song is not that. It's like legit. And I knew nothing about that. So <laughs> anyway, after I got through singing, they all looked and they were like, so did you fill out the rest of your application? Like what is happening? And so I filled out my application. They contacted me within days. And um, like that whole process started in like July and I went to school at AMDA in October of that same year. Like it was so wild. I had never even been to New York, but my mom was like, you come up with these ideas and I just want to give you this opportunity to at least let's go visit New York. So then we came here and walked around. And you know what's so funny? What sold me on New York City was the food vendors on the street. <laughs> <laughs> so the moment I bought a hot dog off the street, that's funny because we're going to talk about alkaline veganism, but a hot dog is what kind of sold me. Like, them selling hot dogs and lamb and everything on the street. And I'm just like, ah, I want this. And she's like, you don't eat this stuff off the street. I was like, ma, it has to be okay. And so um, that was a big selling point <laughs> for getting me to move to New York. I love it. I love it so much. You know, even at school, we all knew that you were someone special and you had a maturity about you that just, you were always so grounded when you started booking work, I was not surprised. I was like, of course, of course. And just to watch you soar, the pandemic has put us all out of work temporarily, but it's not forever. It's not forever. We're going to get back to it. And you're going to pick up right back where you left off, um, which is amazing. <laughs> I know. I, I can't even believe that I'm in Tina the musical. Um, I think a lot of what I'm talking about, my whole journey, even thinking about how I got to New York has a lot to do with faith. And um, I can't, I couldn't 
fathom seeing myself in Tina Turner, this big dancing show. And um, before it got to Broadway, I was on tour with Color Purple and one of the fans, he saw it on Broadway and then he saw it also on tour. And he came up to me and he was like, I see you in Tina. And I laughed. I was like, I'm no dancer like that. You know, I don't think I could be in Tina, but I think I lack the faith of it. to see even see myself in it but I'm learning that if you just believe like anything is possible like just go out oh yes oh yes (laughs) and I cannot wait to see you in this musical did it actually open please forgive me for not uh doing enough homework I know it was in previews but did it have opening night before the shutdown yeah we definitely did we were there um so we um started previews in October. Yes. And then we opened officially in November. And so then we went all the way up until that, that grand day of March 12th. And then we were out of the job. Yeah. March 12th, I was on my way to a dress rehearsal of The Sound of Music, which I was choreographing. And then that night after the dress rehearsal, I got an email saying, don't come back to school tomorrow. Everything is closed. So what did you leave things in the dressing room? What was like that for you? We did. Um, in fact, I I didn't believe it. Like my dresser, um, she was going nuts. She was like, what will happen if they shut Broadway down? But I just had already come into this conclusion, like Broadway never closes. You know, it just will not happen. Right. So I don't think any of us believed it. So um, we left lots of things in the theater. And even when they told us to come back and get our stuff on the 13th, we just gathered up, you know, maybe our makeup and that was it. Like we didn't really take much. So they had to open the theater again to like tell us to come back again and get more things out of the theater because they didn't know when we were coming back. So it was, it was very sad and just, unbelievable um to experience that i mean you know you've been around for forever this just doesn't happen you know never never (laughs) you know it it, it's one it's this has never happened in my lifetime and hopefully never will happen again but i think we've all learned a lot from it i think it's been a great teacher to Mm -hmm. us all about faith about patience about just staying strong and do your producers say anything to you about reopening when it's possible? You all, you all know that it, the show's going to come back. Yeah, they have given us like all assurance that they want to come back and are doing everything possible to sustain that. You know, um, and we just had like our Christmas gathering, holiday gathering, and you know they were just saying we are looking to come back. It's not exciting but it is exciting but like not to like june so okay okay well you know at least there's a vaccine now because in a few months ago there wasn't so Mm -hmm. we're making steps and everybody's just doing what they can in the meantime right right yeah being hopeful and (laughs) coming up with other things to do exactly now, something that I've been following you on social media, you've been talking a lot about some big changes that you made mm-hmm. in your own personal life about what you eat. And it fascinates me. 
because <laughs> it fascinates me because I was not a very disciplined showgirl. And when I was dancing, I could eat my face off and you would never see it. But now, you know, time has gone on. I'm trying to be a better eater and trying to take care of my body because mm -hmm. I'm aging and I want to stay strong and stay vital. So will you tell the listeners about your journey into, is it alkaline veganism? Is that's, that the right way to say it? That's it. That's it. Um, in short, I will tell you that alkaline veganism is about, it's a plant-based diet that focuses on eliminating meat, dairy, and processed food. Why do we want to eliminate those things? Those things proliferate like disease or um, or acid in the body. And so uh, this self-proclaimed healer named Dr. Sabi, which is the, the kind of like the structure that I follow, um, he talks about mucus is the one disease that there ever is. There's only one disease. And so acid creates mucus. Mucus is what creates the disease. And so having a diet that eliminates these things um, from your body kind of keeps you, it, it's all about the pH scale and the, that's the potential hydrogen, hydrogen in your body. So you want to kind of stay neutral and keeping your body in that neutral state will keep you from inflammation and mucus and ultimately disease. It makes total sense to me, but as someone who loves meat and dairy, how how do you switch? I mean, you told me that one day you were eating meat and then the next day you weren't. So uh, what made you choose this? How does one basically abstain from all these things? Because I, I know I'm addicted to sugar. First of all, I know it, you know, cause I, I try to not have some, but there's sugar in everything. It, you get some wheat thins at the grocery store and there's sugar in those, you know? Mm -hmm. So so how did you do it, Carla? To be honest, I think it was one of those things where I just had to try it. I, I never heard of it. Um, but me personally, I suffer from um, fibroids. And so to fibroids are benign tumors um, around the uh, uterus. And so Honestly, I was hearing some other people saying that they, I had, I've, I've had a surgery in 2014 to get rid of them. And, but now I felt that same feeling kind of coming back. It was a very familiar thing. And so for me, hearing someone say, oh, I reversed that. I had, I shrunk them naturally. I didn't have surgery or it just, it, it, it turn something on in my brain like and honestly I don't think that it will be this way for everyone but I literally was like I want to try and I just did it and you know everything we do is shaped by the expectations that we carry so I expected a return on what they said that this diet will do and so I just kind of I kind of just jumped in there and just did it I still have flashbacks though. I still love, I still smell chicken and remember how great and wonderful <laughs> it is. How, um, how long have you been doing this? Um, I started maybe like February 20th of this year. So like right before the shutdown 
And so I had a lot of people say, girl, why do you want to do this right now? Like we're, we're like struggling with enough stuff, like pick that up later, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But you know, my mother suffered from fibroid and I have a lot of family members that that is an issue for them. So I can imagine witnessing their pain and their surgeries and everything. I can imagine that this would make you want to try something new. And has it helped? It, it, it has helped. Um, if I can be very, very honest. Uh, so I had a ultrasound in like um, March of this year well january of this year and then i just had one yesterday um and you know already got results and the doctor was like well they're kind of just maintaining you know but i do feel better i don't feel and then even just looking at my abdomen i'm i'm not as bloated as i felt i was earlier this year now granted um i am on a we don't like to call it a diet, but I am on a diet that is causing me to shed weight or water weight and things like that. But I just, I told my aunt this morning that I just choose to believe it and still follow through with it because a lot of healing and stuff has to do with the mind. And oh, so yeah. I, I don't think that this came into my life by chance. I don't think that now is the time to give up on it and take some type of medicine that the doctor might want to give me or that also is filled with a lot of acidic properties that will only, like I said, proliferate the growth of this tumor or whatever. Right. And the stuff, the the meals you make and you post, um, they're beautiful looking, the colors, just how fresh everything looks. It really has inspired me. I just, when I saw you posting all these things, I was like, you know, you should give this a try or at least part of it because everything just looked so healthy and good for you. I mean, it, it can't be hurting you in any way. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I have a good time making it now, you know, me and my roommate, we laugh a lot because he knows that when he sits down to eat, He's like, well, I'll see you in a couple hours because I'm going in there to just go back there and make magic out of mushrooms and stuff. Um, but it's fun and it's exciting. I don't know what my life will be like when the world actually does open back up and I have to start taking meals and stuff with me. But for right now, I know that I enjoy it. Um, I, I love to say that I do miss things, but I don't miss out. I just change the ingredients on everything that I want. Um, um, he just had some eggnog uh, cinnamon rolls and God in heaven. Okay, I did taste it. Okay, they're, they're, they're great. However, I'm like, I'm, my, my wheels are already turning trying to figure out how can I make that for myself where I'm using the ingredients that are allowed, that are not acidic and that will still keep me in a pH that it will, will not be hospitable to disease. Right, right. The whole mucus thing that you say makes so much sense mm -hmm. because when summer rolls around, I don't, I don't know about you, but I lose my appetite in the summer with the heat. And basically I eat cucumber and watermelon and all those kind of like very water-based foods. Mm -hmm. And I feel, I just feel so much better. And then winter rolls around and I eat like heavier things and <laughs> 
this is making a lot of sense to me. And I have to say, you look so beautiful. Your skin is radiant. Thank you. You just look like it's, it's showing. And I think it'll take some more time. You've only been doing it since February. Mm -hmm. If you keep doing it in a year, you'll be able to say, okay, it's been a year now. Let me see what's happening. Right. And you know, and, and I really appreciate that. Thank you so much because it is encouraging. Um, you know, I read stuff and I have these books and tools that I'm just like learning and, and what they're saying that this diet um, promotes like healthy skin and, and just healthy thinking and all those different things. And so sometimes when I'm trying to rush the processes and hurry up and see the result of it, um, I can get, I can discourage myself, but it's not because of what I'm eating. It's just me wanting to rush the process. And so with you even saying, um, you know, just give it a little more time that that's where I woke up this morning where I was just like, I'm not going to quit just because of the report that I got yesterday. Um, um, they haven't gotten bigger, you know what I mean? So uh, I'm just going to stay the course. And, you know, I believe God and I believe these resources that he's given me. And um, like, like you said, they're not harming me. And it's really true what you're saying, what you're eating in the summertime, those cucumbers and watermelon, all those things have seeds in it, like seedless stuff is, is a GMO, it's made in a factory. And, um, you know, when, when seedless watermelon came into my world, I was like, oh, they helped me out, thank God, you know? <laughs> but it's like, no, someone in the lab made this and it has no nutritional value. It's not helping you at all. Um, and so um, those things, are actually putting more acid in your body. And when we talk about the mucus, when I heard Dr. Sabi talk about stuff like mucus covering certain joints in your body or certain organs in your body, that's what causes that disease. And that's why it's named what it's named. So like if you have um, mucus covering joints and you have achiness and so you have arthritis, and if you have it covering your bronchial tube, they call it bronchitis and bursitis and all these things where the mucus is landing in your body. Dementia is like too much mucus covering in the brain. And so when you clear that cloudiness and that, those, that mucus out of your body, how do you rid yourself from mucus? You have to stop eating acid, acid foods. And where does alcohol fall into this too? Because I've recently put a little bit of a stop. You know, I like my beer, I like my wine. And I was like, you know what, Michelle, you can't blame the pandemic anymore because it's not an excuse, like get it together. Mm -hmm. So um, is alcohol part of this? Like, can you drink on this at all? No, they because one, you know, alcohol has a lot of sugar in it. Um, and... I decided like, I didn't want to be that annoying person. Like, oh no, I don't drink. Oh no, I don't have chicken. Oh no, I can't have, you know. And then they're like, well, we're not calling Carla because she can't, <laughs> you know. So, you know, I I literally, you know, I think, and we like you said, the pandemic is hard and, you know, everybody has their vice and things like that. But I decided that I I don't need to drink. So that's okay. But for my um, my roommate's birthday, I was laughing because I was like, is it my birthday? I had me a cup. He had a glass. And so I was like, well, I want one too. Like, let me celebrate. But, you know, I quickly jumped back off of that and like no alcohol because it's, it's not a part of it um, because of the sugar that's in alcohol. And sometimes when I do have some wine, I really feel like an acid reflux happening mm -hmm. from it, you know, and it's, it's interesting how when you really start to pay attention 
you notice like this is affecting me not in a good way or this doesn't feel good the next day if I eat this. Mm -hmm. So, and I think as performers, our bodies are the instruments that the work has to come through. So to part of our job, I think, is to get ourselves in the best form that we can because then we can do better work. I mean, do you agree with that? Absolutely, I do. Um, I, I really do uh, because like you said, this is how we get our work and our, everything. So we need to keep this thing working the best way we can. And, and the way we control that is by what we put in our mouth. Yeah. Uh, have you been able to take any voice lessons during the pandemic or are you just practicing on your own? I'm just practicing on my own. and. You know, the other night I got to sing a little bit with friends. We did a, a holiday song that will, I think it will be out um, Monday or Tuesday or something like that. And I was like, oh my gosh, I don't sing enough. I, only, uh, I told my friend, I said, the only person uh, who's getting, the, the only thing I perform for is my shower curtains, you know, like <laughs> that's, that's it. I'm only singing in the shower and sometimes in my room, but um I don't know, maybe I, I got to witness my friend do a, a concert at home. He did this holidays at home thing and it was really nice. He had someone come over and play the piano and it was really nice. And I was like, man, I should do that um, because I love singing and I love talking as you can see. <laughs> so, um, I, I, and I, how, how is Andrew Malone? I haven't uh, seen him lately, but he is on social media. I see his posts sometimes. Are you still close with him? I am. Um, I am very close with him. And uh, I was just telling him yesterday because lately he's been posting about the shows that he's been watching and he does a very brilliant write up on them. Like he, and so I was like, is this like a new career that we're stepping into? Because I mean, he gave a review on tiny, tiny things or something like that. He gave a review on Lovecraft Country. He, he's given reviews on several different things that I think that they are very clear and concise and funny and honest and raw. And I'm like, I don't know, are you gonna become a reporter? And I always thought he was a brilliant actor. So um, yeah, he's doing well. Good, he, he, lost, Good. he lost his mom during pandemic. Um, But even in spite of that, like he's still like going strong and I'm, I'm so proud of him and happy for him. I'm going to write him after we get off talking. I'll tell him that uh, he's in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'll be sure to let everyone know. As far as this last couple months has been, what have you learned about yourself during this time when your schedule got interrupted, your job got temporarily taken away from you? And what what's the big takeaway that you get from the last couple months? Um. We rely a lot on our our job to bring us happiness, but that has to start from within. Um, and so, and then also grace, giving myself a little bit of grace um, will, will allow me to live in a place of freedom um, instead of always beating myself up. And even with this diet and living an alkaline life, if, if I fall off, you know, I know that I have another opportunity, like the moment after I have another opportunity to get back up and instead of staying down. And, and so grace has been a big part and 
learning that happiness and joy and stuff comes from within and not what I actually do. Wow. That's amazing. Does Dr. Sabi have a book that people could go read or is he on, does he have a YouTube channel or something that people could learn more about it? So I have purchased this book. Um, it's called Alkaline Plant-Based Diet. Um, I got it off of um, Amazon, of course. They got a lot of my money this year. <laughs> um, but I don't know how to pronounce his name. So it's, I think it's Akil Anise. But it's A-Q-I-Y-L, and the last name is A-N-I-Y-S. And it's called Alkaline Based Diet. And he did a heavy study on Dr. Sebi um, and this other doctor named Dr. Campbell. And it's a lot of great stuff and recipes in the back. I'm not a big recipe follower. Just tell me what's in it, and then I'll make my own <laughs> thing. But then if you go to uh, Dr. Sabi's website, he does have a website, you can see the nutritional guide with all the foods and things that, um, that he thinks are the least detrimental to your health. I'm going to do that as soon as we get off talking. I'm going to go do that because yeah. um, even just cutting out bread a little bit, like that bread and all that like wheat and yeast, taking mm -hmm. that, I bring almonds to work now when I'm hungry. So just having a few almonds is better than having like a roll mm -hmm. or a bagel. Yeah. You know? I'm still heavy into, I love chips. I love snacks. Um, but what I want to say for you, a quick recipe that I'll put on here so you can go back and listen whenever you want, but it's a sweet treat because you like your sweets, right? Am I correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is really simple. It's about four ingredients. Um, and I like to call it like a little soft praline. And so uh, it's, Tahini, which is grounded sesame seeds, almost like a butter. Um, so it's tahini, agave, walnuts, and um, coconut oil. And you just, I'll, I'll send you the actual recipe, but what you want is the most is the tahini. Then you want a little less of the agave and then a very little less of the, the coconut oil and then as much nuts as you want. And then you mix it all together, spread it in a shallow cookie sheet, stick it in the freezer for about maybe like 30, 40 minutes just to let it congeal because the coconut oil is what's gonna harden it. Cut it and I promise you, someone will catch you standing at the freezer, eating it out the freezer because it's so good. <laughs> oh, that sounds good. It's so good. That sounds delicious. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. So I have a lot of listeners who are students and new to the business. Yes. Now that you have been in the business and been quite successful, is there anything that you want to tell people that are just starting out or this is just a dream? They're in the dream phase. They <laughs> haven't gone to auditions yet. They haven't even started training full force yet. Is there anything you want to say to people? First, I think you're in a great spot to still be dreaming and still loving. And um, I would say, try your best to not ever lose that. Um, go on every audition, even the ones that you don't think you're gonna get, but study to show yourself approved and go on in there and get it. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I just, it, I would encourage everyone to be honest, bring yourself into the room. Um, you can only be you like that is legit and you'll hear in thousands of talkbacks I've even said it in hundreds of them you are enough um 
and the people behind the table who are, they are legit rooting for you. So you can relax and just do your thing. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Carla, I thank you so much for your time today. Just be, just seeing your beautiful face and talking to you and just feeling your spirit come through the camera as yeah. I'm sitting here with a towel over my head to get good audio. <laughs> this has been so much fun for me. Like I am legit, like who am I that anyone would want to talk about anything with me? But I'm so excited that you reached out and I'm so happy to have done this please invite me back of course i will and you know i think that you're a major force in this industry i think you've only just begun and it is it makes me so happy that i knew you back <laughs> a couple of years ago and all this beautiful work has come about in the short time since and it's only the beginning because you're just going to soar and go to new heights and new heights I hope you do film and TV. I, I don't know if that's a goal for you. Is it? It is. It is. And you know, um, last year I was able to shoot my first. It's small, but man, it was a good feeling to have them come and pick you up at 5 a.m. and take you to set and everything. It was amazing. Um, but you can see it on Hulu. Um, Hulu has this series called Wu-Tang, the American clan, American, oh God, Wu-Tang, <laughs> can we edit this out no yeah <laughs> we can we can if you want oh my gosh I'm kidding but it's it's on Hulu it's called Wu-Tang and I'm on episode five and the funny thing is um one of the lead characters go into she goes to um see the piano lesson and I'm the actress who brings her to tears and so my credit is it's Carla Stewart actress and I'm in this montage so you can't hear me, but I'm emoting for my life. <laughs> so, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Film and TV is a major part of our business. And I'm only saying that just because I think when people get cast in film and TV, then you have a concrete, like you have something that you can look back on in later years, mm -hmm. whereas theater, it disappears in the moment. And, and we love our theater, but I think doing both is mm -hmm. an excellent way to round out your career. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think so too. Um, it's nothing like either of them, you know? Cause we love that live feeling like you've got one shot and this is it and it's raw and it's all these things and it's electric and everything. But like you said, you can go back and watch yourself and, you know, and, look at all these cre creative moments that you have and they're just like in a time capsule for you. Exactly. It's like a time capsule. Plus I think all of us have been watching so many TV shows during the pandemic and watching all this really great writing. I mean, I do you have a favorite show. Is there something that you like to watch? Well, we, we binge watched it. Me and my roommate haven't done that in a long time, but we sat up and watched undone. The Undoing, did you see that? And we were undone. Oh my God. You will sit there with that thing over your head for all <laughs> seven episodes, okay? Cause you will be like, I cannot get up. Let it just start the next one. And they are all like 45 minutes. So we were there for hours. We watched all of it in one sitting. Is that the one with Nicole Kidman? Yes. And okay. Hugh Jackman, yes. Oh goodness. Okay. Oh. 
I, mean, I don't know if, if I'm ready have for a that. Saturday to give away, give it to the undoing. It was good. Yeah. Well, thank you again. You're wonderful. Um, you're going to inspire a whole group of people who just are, they can't wait to see you in the theater again. Oh I can't God. wait. Um, I'll let you know when I go to Tina, I'll be like, hey, I'm here. Please and do. Well, have a wonderful day and thank you for your time today. Thank I appreciate you. it. Thank you so much. I hope to see you again. The Showgirl Tip of the Day podcast has original music composed by Joshua Holloway. Find him on YouTube, Joshua Holloway Music. This podcast is written by Michelle Bruckner and edited by Michelle Bruckner and Joshua Holloway. Find me on Instagram, Showgirl Tip of Day. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again next week with a new episode. Show, show.